Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, Tasha Radel has the lowdown on granny pods. Mike Grimm talks to two key players about the upcoming Gopher football season, and I have a comprehensive preview of the great Minnesota get-together. But first, this of course is the week that Donald Trump made his first campaign stop in Minnesota for a fundraiser. MNN's Bill Werner joins us after talking with two Minnesotans who have very different points of view on the Republican presidential candidate. Scott, first off, we talked with Duluth business owner Jerry Cordesmackey, an acknowledged Republican who owns a number of rental centers in the port city. He says about Donald Trump. Statistically, he was the only one on the Republican ticket that can win because we need the middle of the ground voters. There's this little three or four percent of hardcore Republicans and this little three or four percent of hardcore Democrats on each end. And some people tell you it's much as 10 percent. But when you go to the caucuses and stuff, you see the same group over and over again. And there's this huge group of 80 or 90 percent in the middle. And I still believe that Donald Trump appeals to that middle ground more than anybody else. And you want to tell us why, because a lot of folks on the other side will say that that some of the statements that he's made about minorities and so on and so forth, uh, that that's going to drive people the other way to Hillary Clinton. Why do you think not? I guess the biggest reason is because Hillary Clinton's past, you as a radio guy, if you were subpoenaed today to turn over this interview and you ran it through a paper shredder and threw it away, they would lock you up and they wouldn't even have a trial and you'd be guilty. Hillary Clinton, again, should not be able to run for president just simply over the email thing. It doesn't matter what the emails were about. It doesn't make one bit of difference if they were about her grandkids or her daughter's wedding. As soon as she shredded them, she became a felon. Um, I am a Republican. I wouldn't have voted for her otherwise. But it really takes all of whatever Donald Trump says out of the equation because he has not said anything is criminally illegal. It's just the simple act of her destroying those 33,000 emails and then admitting to it. You can say the craziest things in the whole world doesn't make you a felon. If you're subpoenaed to go to court and after you're subpoenaed, you destroy evidence, you don't get to be judge and jury and decide what that evidence was and decide if it was good enough to give to the courts or not. You have to turn it over. The same standard would be held for you, but we're not holding Hillary Clinton to that same standard as they would hold you, Bill, to, or they would hold me, Jerry, to. And that's the part that really doesn't matter. Donald Trump can say the craziest things, and he's not broken the law since he started this presidential run. And as a law-abiding citizen in a land of laws, I don't know how else to put it. That's Duluth business owner Jerry Cordesmackey. A very different take from a prominent Republican elected official, namely former Minnesota Governor Arne Carlson. Arne Carlson is is a moderate Republican. You have, have always been known for yeah. that. Okay. And, and yet there are those who will probably say, well, that's fine if he's moderate, but he's going way over to the other side with <laughs> with Hillary Clinton. Now, why do you respond to and, that? And, well, I think the question I would ask back, tell me why they support Donald Trump. Well, please elaborate. 
Yeah, well, I haven't heard one single uh, Republican stand up and uh, give me a cogent reason why they would support Donald Trump. And I think what the hard part about this election is it really gets down to who you dislike. And I, don't, I would prefer not to discuss that. I think people have pretty well made their mind up on, on Donald Trump. What I'd rather focus on is why I, as an American, feel it imperative that Hillary Clinton be our president. Okay, And, and I'm doing that do. largely for two fundamental reasons. One, she's eminently well-prepared. Whether people agree with her service as a United States senator or agree with her service as Secretary of State, she has the experience, she has the judgment, and she has the, the, the background. But the second part that I think is very important, and we're not focusing on this on the election, and that is pretend it's January of next year and a new president takes office. In order for that president to govern and end the gridlock that we've had for the past two administrations, you're going to have to build coalitions, in this case, I think, with the Republican Party. And so I, 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 Hillary has, has shown a tremendous strength, particularly as a U.S. senator, to cross the aisles, work well with others, and bring about some results. And I know privately and many publicly have praised her bipartisan approach. And I think that's very, very important. I, I don't think we can afford four years of continuing to fracture the United States. And, and unfortunately, I do believe that will continue uh, under Donald Trump. Well, let me ask you this, Governor, because I just talked just 10 minutes before our conversation started. Yeah. I talked with a Duluth business owner. He runs a, a rental uh, shop up there, in other words, renting out equipment. And, and he told me uh, he's a Donald Trump supporter. And mm -hmm. he says that regardless of what Donald Trump has said or regardless of what Hillary Clinton has said, that Hillary Clinton is a felon because of uh, this oh. concealment of, e of emails and so on and so forth. And how do you respond to that? Well, I, I, you can make the accusation of Donald Trump he's a felon, too. You know, I, I, I think it's about time everybody, including the media, brushed this nonsense aside. I, I think this idea of smearing people's reputation publicly uh, with opinions is out of line. Hillary Clinton sat in a committee of the House of Representatives for 11 hours. Every single member of that committee had endless amount of time to raise any and every question they could. And now we still have people saying, well, that wasn't enough. Investigate more. When, may I ask you, does it stop? That's former Governor Arne Carlson. When it may all end, Scott, is November 8th. November 8th, that's the big day. Thank you, Bill. More Minnesota Matters after this. Who might you save? Your mother, your father, your husband, uncle, aunt, son. Learn fast. F-A-S-T. The sudden signs of a stroke and you could save. Your friend, your best friend, teacher, boss, coach. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911. F-A-S-T. Face, arm, speech, time. That's F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. The sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in the recovery of your neighbor, the waiter, a fellow shopper, a total stranger, grandmother, grandfather. So learn FAST, the sudden signs of a stroke, then pass it on because you never know who might save you. Your wife, your colleague, 
teammate, mother. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. If you're wondering how to care for your elderly parent or grandparent, the granny pod may be the solution to all of your problems. MN's Tasha Radel explains. That's right, Scott. Starting September 1st, Minnesota will allow cities and counties to begin permitting and allowing homeowners to put a granny pod on their property. But keep in mind, city leaders do have the option to opt out if they choose. Well, if you're like me, scratching your head right now, wondering what the heck a granny pod is, I'll admit, when I first started hearing about these pods several months ago, I actually thought it was a new Apple product marketing and targeting senior citizens. I don't know, maybe a bigger, easier version of the iPod. Okay, I can't believe I just admitted that. Well, in case you are like me and need an explanation of what a granny pod actually is, joining me is State Representative Tama Tice of St. Cloud, co-author of the granny pod bill. So Representative Tice, what exactly is a granny pod? What a granny pod is, is, you know, people get kind of confused with tiny houses. It's not a tiny house. This is more like a camper. And but it is constructed so that it looks like a little home. It'll sit on the ground. It'll have siding. It has roofing. Um, it does hook into the home. The home will have to have a 220 outlet on the outside to plug it in, similar to if you had a hot tub outside. And uh, it will. the tank is self-contained, so it will need to be pumped uh, when it needs to be. And water, of course, we know is going to be a little trickier here in Minnesota because it will be hooked up to a spigot on the outside of the home where you use a hose just like a camper would. So we know we have issues there. However, uh, we're absolutely looking into it to see how we can best get around that part of it. Who would be an ideal candidate for a granny pod? I understand that only one person can actually live in the unit. So we're looking at people who you know, are too, probably too good to go into a nursing facility, but they're not good enough to be home by themselves. Or maybe they're recuperating from a surgery, which we see happen quite a bit. And a lot of folks do go into some nursing-type facilities. So it's a way for folks to have them close by if, if need be. I mean, it could be you're talking grandmas in a different state or moms in a different state, and now you can do this in your, your state and at least have her there until she's finished recuperating. I know a number of companies are beginning to build these granny pods, including some right here in Minnesota. What they do is uh, they build them, construct them, and then rent them uh, to families. Do you believe that uh, a, a granny pod would actually save Minnesota families money? For somebody to look at taking care of a parent short term and making their home ADA accessible, you're looking like at a bathroom, it can start around $10,000. Well, if it's only for, for a couple months, up to six months, that's a heck of a lot of money when you look at renting these, we were told were 1240 And they have their own space. You don't have to worry about it. To put an addition on would be $30,000, dollars $50,000. And again, we're looking at solutions that are short term. Most of the permits were, and I think the law says that it's like six months with maybe one six-month extension. I understand the law allows cities and counties to opt out of allowing granny pods in their communities. And from what I'm seeing, many are doing just that. Is this disappointing to you? It is. However, I know that 
things never really move fast with cities, and they were looking at a September 1st effective date. So I know a lot of them were opting out simply because they hadn't taken the time to really go through and make sure they had everything set up so they knew exactly what was going to happen. When I when our city had it on their agenda, I did show up and I just said, hey, I understand the opting out part, but do not let this go on the wayside. Let's keep keep the dialogue so that eventually, you know, we will be a city that participates in this and understands that, yes, there is a great need for this. Well, we know it's a fact that the state's population is aging, and by 2030, adults age 65-plus is expected to double. Many experts are already predicting that Minnesota is going to see shortages of assisted living facilities and nursing homes. Uh, Representative Tice, do you feel that communities that maybe don't embrace the granny pod concept that maybe uh, uh, some of these residents and families in these communities would consider actually moving. They're already going down south, in Minnesota anyway, down south to live in a structure very similar to what we're proposing. I know there were some comments that, you know, is this what it's coming to? We're going to put grandma and grandpa and mom and dad in the camper in the backyard. And it's like, you know, guys, they're already doing that on their own down south when they're snowbirds. And so... I think we really, really need to look at this. And yes, it is a short term because that's what we're seeing the need for right now. Here are some additional granny pod facts. The law allows the pods to be used for up to six months with the option of a one-time six-month extension. And only one person can live in the unit. And the caregiver must show proof that the person requires assistance with daily living. Also, the granny pod cannot be larger than 300 square feet, cannot be attached to a permanent foundation, and must connect to the main house's electric and water utilities. Thanks again to my guest, State Representative Tama Tice of St. Cloud. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Don't you wish that getting your child to eat right, move more, and spend less time in front of a screen could be as easy as pushing a button? It might not be that simple, but you do have more power than you know. And you can maximize that power with proven strategies, tips, and tools from the National Institutes of Health's We Can, or Ways to Enhance Children's Activity and Nutrition program. We Can offers all kinds of resources, including fun recipes and activities the family can do together to show you the way to live a healthier lifestyle. We're not saying it's easy. We are saying that it can be done. Take the first step today. Call 1-866-359-3226 for a free We Can Parents Handbook. And be sure to visit the We Can website at wecan.nhlbi.nih.gov for free information, too. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You, my friend, have connections in the government. Yes, you. USA.gov, the official source for government information on thousands of topics. And like any good connection, there's no telling where it can take you. Why, one day you're getting student loan information. Next thing you know, you need job hunting tips. Today's road construction info could have you searching for telecommuting ideas tomorrow. The more you use USA.gov, the more uses you'll find for it. Passport applications, for example. They've been known to lead to a sudden interest in travel advisories. Our new mobile apps will even update you on the go. 
So whether you have information to get or ideas to give your government, check out USA.gov. Who knows? Lottery results today could lead to retirement planning tomorrow. USA.gov. With the right connections, there's no telling where you can go. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. Fall football camp continues for the University of Minnesota football team. MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm is also the voice of Golden Gopher football on the radio and had a chance to chat with two key players for this week's Minnesota Matters. Thanks, Scott. The Gophers are roughly midway through the fall camp on campus, and Gophers senior safety Demarius Travis of Pensacola, Florida, says this team could surprise some people in 2016. I mean, everyone thinks we're underdogs, and that just lights a fire under us. And we, I mean, we embrace it. I mean, we embrace all the hard stuff that we that we come across. So, I mean, really, I want to let people know we're built off um, toughness, leadership, and. Um, just that we're gonna we're gonna fight to the end every game. We're not gonna give up. You guys went through some chaos last year, clearly with Coach Kill retiring kind of mid-year with the with the health concerns. Tracy Clay's taking over. Um, do you feel that everything and maybe even by the end of the year last year it was back to kind of being stabilized? But you know who the head coach is. You know who the defensive coordinator is. I mean, do you feel pretty good uh, from a coaching standpoint that things are are stabilized now? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty solid. I mean, as far as like. Like when it first kind of transitioned over to Coach Clay's, it was kind of shaky at first. But then again, um, it all it all came back to normal because Coach Clay's always worked with Coach Q, and it's just like everything just kind of fell back in place. Have you noticed, uh, if you could, any major difference between what Coach Kill, kind of how he led a team, and kind of what Coach Clay's his leadership style? Uh, I would say that Coach Kill is more of like a disciplined guy than Coach Clay's is. Coach Clay, he's pretty, he's pretty much a simple guy. Um, he's he's not as much as Coach Kill, but I mean, it, I mean, it is his team now. He's he's running it pretty well. I mean, he's determined to win, and, and he's dedicated to doing that. So, so I'm right behind him. <laughs> you had, of course, uh, I suppose, as frustrating a year in your football career as you've had last year, having to sit on the sidelines for for every game but the first. Um, first, how hard was that, especially knowing that the team was kind of going through a few struggles at one point in that middle part of the year, and then two. Uh, you know, how much more hungry does that make you for here your final go around? Yeah, uh, it was extremely tough for me to sit out and watch guys play on the field. Yeah, and um, it makes it made me even more hungry than I was last year, just ready to step on the field and just ready to play. So I can't wait till September 1st. <laughs> what, um, how is your health? Are you all 100%? You feel strong? Uh, I mean, uh, off season again of, of lifting and everything. I mean, are you, are you as fast as you've ever been? Yeah, I'm back. I'm, I'm back to 100%, back to how I was when we started TCU. I'm back, everything's back to normal. I had to lose a couple pounds to get back to my to my weight I was at for the TCU game. So everything's back to normal now. You, you are kind of going to be one of those leaders in the in the secondary. Um, kind of take us through, uh, there's going to be a few new faces. I know you and Jalen will be kind of the two uh, veterans back there, but do you like the way that's setting up in the, in the defensive secondary, defensive backfield? Oh, yeah, for sure. We have a lot of talent, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that's going to help us towards our success. Uh, we have guys like Keontae Harden, Ray Buford at the corner spot. At the safety spot, we still have um, Duke McGee, Ace Rogers, um, Akunle, a Jacob, a Jacob Huff. So we still have a lot of guys that can play and has played a, 
a lot of games last year due to my my injury and Jalen Murray's injury. So I think we're going to be pretty good. That's Gopher safety Demarius Travis. Minnesota junior linebacker Jack Lynn of Lake Zurich, Illinois, says the transition to Tracy Clay's and now his first full year as head coach has been a relatively smooth one. You know, there hasn't been, you know, any crazy, like, drastic changes. It's, you know, business as usual, so to speak. Um, you know, just grinding and, you know, pushing hard and getting ready for the season. Jay Salvell now is kind of overseeing the defense in, in general. Uh, what, uh, what, what has he, does he, he bring a different demeanor probably than Coach Clay's? A little bit. I mean, he's he's on the field, you know, yeah. for starters, and he, he's very big in scenarios. So, you know, during the game, he'll be like, if this happens, then you do this, and then if this happens, we'll do that. And it's, it kind of brings a light to, you know, we'll, we'll be okay, kind of, mm -hmm. so to speak. And he's really good at, you know, motivating us and putting up, pushing us uh, during the games. How much work goes into that when he tells you this stuff that you feel through scouting, through everything else, that, hey, we're, we're ready to go when, when the opening kick goes? I mean, he helps us a lot. You know, he, he's got, you know, every little pattern, every little detail down before the game. And it, it helps out a lot because, you know, you really see it during the game. And, you know, it helps us, you know, be successful. Um, that opener Thursday night against uh, Oregon State, uh, always fun to play on a Thursday. Um, take me through. It's important to get off to a good start, I would think. Oh, yeah, very, very important, you know. We'll hopefully get off to a better start, and we will get off to a better start than we did last year. Where can this team finish? I mean, what is the goal for this team? Win Big Ten. That simple? Simple. Win the Big Ten. Some people think you won't. I mean, I think the Cleveland newspaper had you picked to win five games. I mean, does that offer motivation, or do you not pay attention to it? I don't I don't pay attention to the noise, you know, <laughs> Cleveland press, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, just win the Big Ten. It's The most important thing is that you guys believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's, you know, that's our goal at the end of the day, and we'll be very disappointed if we, you know, go home in November and we're not, you know, fighting for a Big Ten championship. That's Jack Lynn and Demarius Travis talking gopher football on Minnesota Manors. Scott? Thank you, Mike. I'll be back with my Minnesota State Fair preview after this. Sometimes a simple idea can be developed into something big that can change the world. This is Katy Perry. In fourth grade, my music teacher helped me make a vision board. It was a collage that represented all of my hopes and aspirations in music. But what if my teacher didn't have the supplies we needed to make our collages? What if I never got the chance to learn and express my dreams? Unfortunately, that's the reality our teachers face every day. They're forced to spend their own money, sometimes just to keep the classroom running. That's why I'm teaming up again with Staples for Students to donate $1 million to DonorsChoose.org, a charity that helps teachers get what they need to bring learning to life for students. DonorsChoose.org has helped fulfill more than 700,000 classroom projects benefiting more than 18 million students. It's an idea that's changing the world. It's easy to help. Donate in Staples stores or learn more at StaplesForStudents.org. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. The State Fair is upon us, and I recently chatted with the always delightful number one fair expert, Brianna Schutte, to get the inside scoop on the best things to see, do, and eat at the Great Minnesota Get-Together 2016. The number one thing that I want people to know about this year's fair is that it's going to be the best Great Minnesota Get-Together yet uh, for a number of reasons. We have 
a couple dozen new attractions and exhibits that are making their debut this year, 32 new foods, all the old traditions that everyone loves will be back this year uh, for another round. And we have a few new special events that people are going to be able to take advantage of and participate in that I think will make this year's fair the best yet. What are a couple of those uh, special events that you just mentioned? You know, the first is called Unite in Purple, and this is taking place on the first Friday of the fair, August 26th from 5 p.m. until close, and it's an event in which we're honoring Prince, and so we will join together and create energy and excitement at the fair. It's really about bringing the community together to remember the life of this Minnesota legend. So we're asking everyone who comes to the fair that evening to wear purple, and all of the entertainment uh, and the lighting on the fairgrounds Anything we can turn purple on the fairgrounds, we're going to. So we'll have uh, tributes and Prince music at stages throughout the fairgrounds. There's a Prince party in the park, uh, in Carousel Park, with actually Prince's personal tour DJ, um, DJing music from 8 to 11.30 that evening. Uh, We'll have lavender lighting on iconic fair buildings and carnival rides. Uh, We'll have a special tribute in our laser show at 9.15. Uh, The first 5,000 people to enter the gates after 5 o'clock will get a Unite in Purple glow bracelet, and the first 7,500 will receive a Unite in Purple button. And then to top it all off, at the end of the evening, we're going to have a special Prince Tribute Fireworks Spectacular following Charlie Wilson and Fantasia's Grandstand Show. So that's all happening from 5 p.m. to close on Friday, August 26th. So we're asking people to unite and come together, remember Prince, and wear purple at the fair. And Brianna, you mentioned that there would also be some new attractions this year. What, uh, what kind of attractions are we talking about? You know, every year when we plan the fair, we want to bring in some new elements to sort of keep people interested, although they always come back for those old traditions. But a couple of the brand new things that we'll be offering for folks this year, a recipe card roundup where you can pick up a blue ribbon winning recipe card from the 2015 State Fair at the Creative Activities Building and actually make blue ribbon winning recipes in your own kitchen at home. We have uh, two new events uh, taking place in Carousel Park, the National Park Service Centennial Day, where we'll be celebrating the 100th birthday of our National Park Service and Minnesota's National Parks as well. We have the great yoga get-together, and whether you're a beginner, you've never done yoga before, or you are Uh, a yoga professional, you can come to Carousel Park on September 4th to participate in events going on all day. We also have uh, a brand new agricultural education element at our Little Farmhands exhibit, which is a wonderful place for kids and families where uh, they'll be able to meander through a new path in our what we're calling our field of knowledge to get an up-close look at soybeans, wheat, a straw bale garden, and learn about the role of pollinators and the water cycle. So those are just a few of the elements that are brand new this year. Do we have any of the classic fair attractions that are celebrating significant anniversaries this year? We certainly do. Uh, This year we will be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Moo Booth, which is the agricultural education exhibit at the Cattle Barn, uh, where folks go and learn about how their, their dairy products and their beef products get Uh, from the farm to the table. And then additionally, we're celebrating the 25th birthday of our beloved 
gopher mascot, Fairchild, who um, started his work here at the fair in 1966 and is seen palling around with his nephew, Fairborn, who was introduced in 1983. So it's Fairchild's 50th birthday, and you can see him at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. at the Visitor's Plaza, get an autograph, pose for a picture, and then you can also see him and Fairborn every day in the State Fair's Mall Parade at 2 p.m. I hope that they don't uh, take away my Minnesota citizenship, but I did not realize that the uh, that the gopher's name was was Fairchild. I, that's that's the first that I'm hearing of that. Yes, <laughs> he was actually named um, in a, a fair wide or a statewide, I should say, naming contest for the fair's mascot, and um, it's sort of a, a of course a play on words, but also kind of a a hat tip to Henry S. Fairchild, who was instrumental in uh, bringing the fairgrounds to this location. You, to me, are the fair expert, so I'm going to have to ask, what are your personal favorite things to do and eat at the fair? <laughs> My personal favorites are, you know, I have to say, um, the you know, the fair is sort of the, the culmination or the, the big end of summer party before we go back to school and start start getting ready for winter. Um, and so my favorite thing is to have a first taste of fall at the Agriculture Horticulture Building with a fresh Minnesota apple. Um, that's one of my traditions every year. And, you know, I, no one can resist um, getting a cone or a bucket of those hot, fresh Sweet Martha's cookies and taking that with you to Midwest Dairy Association's all-you-can-drink milk booth and having that all-you-can-drink cold, cold milk with a bucket of fresh, warm cookies. Um, as far as things to do on the fairgrounds, um, I am, I'm a rider. I love to ride rides on the, the Mighty Midway, and I have a family of my own now, so I love to take my kids on the rides at, at Kidway, but I'm also a bargain hunter, so I always tell my friends and family to take advantage of um, our Mighty Midway and Kidway discounts on weekdays, and then also uh, the coupons that are in our Blue Ribbon Bargain Book, which is really the best bargain hunter's guide to savings here at the State Fair. All right. Well, as always, you've been very thorough, and I really appreciate you taking the time to go through all of this with me, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it, too. Brianna, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity, and we'll see you at the fair. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station.